Check two, three, four, silky smooth vanilla. <laughs> uh, I'm losing my mind. I'm jet lagged, folks. There's no way around it. I've got a fog of war permeating my little rat brain. It's just a slow creep over the cranium, and I'm swimming through it. I'm doing my best, but throw me a lifeline. Give me a floaty. Give me some water wings. Give me something, because I cannot tread through this intro, which means for you, it's going to be a nice and quick one. Three things, and then I promise we're getting right to the podcast. One, the first one, this one's for me, baby. I'm running around the track, arms in the air. I would call it a victory lap, but I don't know if it's going to be victorious or not because I haven't seen the show. But what I do know is that I have a new show, and it premieres depending upon when you're listening to this, either tonight or yesterday or maybe tomorrow. That's a great promo. October 26th on True TV, I have a new show. It is called Super Into. If you follow me on the Twitter sphere at Attack, you may have seen some promos for it. It's basically uh, me hanging out with celebs and finding out what they're into that you might not know them for. Um, think of it as like Make-A-Wish for the already entitled folks that aren't terminal. Um, it's, it was a lot of fun to film. I'm still filming it. It's crazy, hence the jet lag. Um, but I don't know if the show will be good, so I'm going to watch it as well. And I hope it is. I had a lot of fun filming it. Still having a good time. I hope that translates to the television. Uh, hanging out with Kesha, Margaret Cho, Rob Cordry, Michelle Rodriguez is the first episode. We're going to ride some super bikes. It's a crazy show. It has been uh, quite the process to create it, and I hope it turns out well and that you enjoy it. So again, that is on True TV. The show is called Super Into. If you want to check out a promo, I've tweeted it out a few times. I'll probably spam it a few more um, as it's going to premiere. Uh, so there you have that. Now, the second thing, this week... Over on the attack on our Twitch channel, thanks to our patrons. It's a whole lot of words that I hope you're up on it. Uh, we are going to have a 10 to 12 hour, potentially longer Halo 5 marathon that is happening this Thursday. Again, that's over on our Twitch stream, and it's all because you guys have allowed it to happen over at patreon.com slash the attack. We hit our goal that allow us allowed us to uh, get some pizza and some tecates and some really shitty Master Chief costumes from a place that sells pinatas for quinceañeras. So we are set. We are ready. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do believe there will be a pneumatic punching glove and shot collar combo involved because people seem to love that. Outside of that, there's going to be giveaways, controllers, consoles, of course, copies of Halo 5. And we're playing all day with the people who back us. Again, patreon.com slash the attack. A thousand kisses to your warm necks for making that happen. Thank you so much. Now, last... Certainly not least. We have an actual sponsor today. Someone who is also keeping this ship afloat. It is Hired.com. Now, the last time I plugged them, I got a bunch of emails about it. People saying, thank you. This is cool. Glad we're aware of it. Also, are you hiring? And I will tell you again, no. I have zero dollars for you. Did you not just hear the last three minutes? It's basically me begging you for your attention and money. But this is something that can help you out. If you're a tech professional searching for a new company to share your skills with, you got to go to Hired.com. What they do is they connect talent with top tech companies. And we're talking like software engineers, designers. You'll get five plus interview requests in a week. This Tinder levels of inundation of people trying to throw money at you. Just swipe right, my friends. And they work with over 2,500 companies from startups to the big ivory tower dudes. And they've got employers from 12 major tech hubs in North America and Europe. The point is, this isn't like a Craigslist misconnection, fart into the wind. No, you want a gig? You're going to find one there. And here's a special. If you go to Hired.com slash Pointless Podcast to sign up, they will double the bonus you get when you accept a job. So 
I do not understand how this business model works, but apparently when you go there and you sign up for a job, you get a $2,000 thank you bonus. They thank you for the privilege of helping you. Broken business model. But to get in while it's hot, Hired.com slash Pointless Podcast. They will double the $2,000 thank you bonus. And if you're not looking for a job, Let's say you've already got one or you're hell-bent on asking me for a marathon internship, which is likely illegal because, again, I have zero dollars for you. That's fine. Maybe you know somebody who wants a job or needs a job and is in this space. Go to Hired, refer them, and you'll get a leap bonus. We're talking $1,337 if they accept a job with your referral. What, what are you waiting for? Check out Hired.com slash Pointless Podcast right now. That's Hired.com slash Pointless Podcast. Get on over there, kitties. Now, my guest today is a good buddy of mine. You're going to hear all about his company. It's not a sponsored episode by him or 5-4. He works for 5-4. I happen to like 5-4. I wear it all the time. 5-4-5-4-5-4. You're going to hear that a lot because that is his baby, and I was happy to talk to him about it. Uh, my good guest is D. Murphy. Like I said, I've known him for years. Uh, the man started 5-4. He started the club, which is one of the very first to uh, send you a monthly box of clothing. And now we take box services for granted, but he was really one of the first in the fashion scene to do it. Uh, he also started Young and Reckless with Chris Drama Faff. So you've probably sported something that his eyes or hands or his empire has touched. He also has an investment fund, which we talk about. Just a really interesting, open, honest guy. And it was a pleasure to have him here. He also gave away some 5-4 Club codes to people who were listening live on Twitch. But if you missed out, he gave me a few for patrons. So again, if you want to back this operation, if you want to help this stay afloat, pay some energy bills and keep some food in my tum-tum, go to patreon.com slash the attack. That's patreon.com slash the attack. You can back us at $5. We have all sorts of perks up to 20 even a couple people throwing in 100 bucks a month. I mean, whatever you got. Maybe that hired.com thing worked out for you and you can spare some change. This is my job, and you're allowing me to do it. It's somehow a job. It's really digital buskering. My cardboard sign has LEDs on it. Otherwise, I'm just like a block away from a drum circle begging by a fountain. But thank you so much for enabling me to do what I do. Please check out the new show, Super Into. Back us at patreon.com slash the attack. Join us for the marathon on Thursday. And now, here's the Pointless Podcast with D. This podcast should be America. 110%. Fucking blood red America. B-N-E-A-A. Yeah! Everybody slaying vagina. Cyborg Jesus. Ooh, Jesus America. That's it. So good to have you here, man. I know. Long it's been time. too long. I know. When been... was the last time? Well, probably right after your uh, Peru. Uh, oh, was it after? Yeah. Was it... You, you looked... A little skinny, <laughs> emaciated. <laughs> I'm a porcelain doll, so yes, that's that's that makes sense. Although, I probably had a crazy beard, and I probably looked very sickly. Yeah, because I think the first time I met you, which was probably about five years now, you were a medium, and I feel like now you're a small. Oh, yeah. And you, then when I saw two nine on the waist, I was like. You haven't eaten since Peru. No, I'm wasting away for sure. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm on a diet of grubs and air. That's it. That's my entire thing. Yeah, no, I was. I was probably a medium. Now I'm at a baby gap, extra small. Yeah. Um, but that's why I love your 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 stuff. Fits me, man. It's slim cut, which is good. I like it. In fact, I just I literally just realized after I was using the ladies' room before the show, I'm like, I'm this. I think this is one of your shirts. Yeah. Same with the shorts. Yeah. Not planned. <laughs> by the way, you've uh, you have dressed me 
for the last few years, and I'm sorry I haven't been a better looking ambassador for Five Four. Like I just I'm a piece of shit and I look like it, but at least the clothes are good. So thank you for keeping me outfit. Of course, but you know you're fit, so that that makes it easy. Thank you. Yes, it's grubs and grubs and rice. That's all. That's my world. So five years ago we met. Did how did we meet? Was it through Angelo? Was it through DeviantArt? No, it was through Omid. Oh, that's right. At CAA. God damn. Good yeah. old Omid. Now yeah. at Twitter. Yeah. I think he's still at Twitter at least. Yeah. He's, you know, famous guy now. He's a digital nomad. Yeah. Is he still at Twitter? I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. I know. I just, I see him at all important things and with important people all the now, time. Forget, he's, he is not important right now. You are important, <laughs> D. I want to get to your story because you yeah. are, you're a self-made billionaire. <laughs> Overnight. How many of those hoverboard things do you have? How many scooter boards do you have? I know you've probably got like a closet full of them. We have a lot of them in the office. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. But they're only like in China when I was just there, there were only 130 bucks in Shenzhen. Really? You just have to smuggle them in, but you can get them in pretty cheap. You can't import them? They're like fruits from Hawaii? No, you can, but then you have to pay the import tax and then you have to put them on a boat. What? Yeah. Because you can't just throw it on your carry-on and be you, like, yo, this is a future board. You could take two, three pretty easily. If okay. you take more, then it starts raising. Right. Then you end up in that other line when you come back into the country, which you don't want to end up in. Well, you're, I forgot. And especially with the brown skin. and <laughs> You're already on one watch list. Yeah, you don't, don't need, need another. Be, no. Like you're in the import-export biz. Okay, yeah. Are you bringing any clocks to school? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, D? Exactly. Can't trust you. <laughs> and then I got approved for global entry. So I'm like, obviously... It's not that strict of a search anymore. Right. <laughs> you put the little the, the fingerprints on the kiosk and yeah. it lets you through. Now, are you doing a, a single board for each foot at this point? Are you dual boarding? Are you full no, baller? No, you know, after seeing Bieber do it so much, I feel like I have to put it to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Were you actually coasting around on one of those for a while? I tried. Um, I think after a certain age, you're not meant for it. Yeah. And I took a spill and I retired it. Really? Yeah. You went down? Yeah. The younger kids in our office are flying around them, drinking, smoking, doing whatever. Me, I did you know ten feet on it a couple of times, and it was a wrap. So they've got they're chugging four loco while vaping and yeah. doing donuts on exactly. them somehow. Yeah, and you're sitting there going like, I got I got <laughs> spreadsheets, man. I got work to do. But I just on the way here on Sunset, I saw probably ten guys just roaming around. Fucking like it's crazy. like the new rap thing, like rap entourage. Right. Everyone rolls up in one. Just a, a pack of them, a herd yeah. of these future boards. Yeah. <laughs> well, good good on you for having a closet full of them and a company <laughs> that gets them, I'm sure, for free. They send them to you in mass because you are, in fact, an influencer. Everybody who works for you <laughs> happens to be as well. You've got an empire now, and I don't know how it formed. Like, I know what's going on today, yep. uh, and I can't wait to get to that. But, like, what what is – I don't know your origin story. So, uh, very humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner and I, we went to college at USC, not too far from here. And we were in the business school and we had to come up with a business that we were going to write a business plan for the year. And we looked around and we're like, oh, there's a lot of dumb people in clothing. We should definitely be in the clothing business. <laughs> this is when like tech, this is like 2002 tech start, you know, started becoming a big right. popular thing. I'm like, those are all the really smart engineers. We can't compete with them. That's what I love that you surveyed the landscape. You're like, we're the fucking idiots. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, this guy making V-necks. He's a fucking moron and he's yeah. got money. Yeah. We can do that. Literally, that was the game plan because we went to the magic show, which was a big trade show yeah. at the time. And we, tr- we, you know, we sneak into the show and we see all these like pretty girls, fancy cars. And we're like, oh, this is jackpot. And then we start talking to them. I mean, despite the fact that most people didn't even know English, they were not that smart we're mm-hmm. like we can win in this game 
And that was our impetus to get into the clothing business. So smart though. Yeah. That's smart. You did your diligence and you're like, okay, yeah, these are a herd of idiots. We can yeah. be their shepherd. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's go. And that's how it all got started. Little did we know that we were completely wrong and it's extremely difficult. Right. <laughs> right. So we graduated from college and you know, we didn't really have any money and no Wait, one... was it five four at the time? Like in college you it was, started that? Yeah, it was a t shirt brand in college called Five Four. And really what inspired us was H and M. H&M had just opened their first American store in New York and we were on a, like a summer trip and my partner was like, we have to go check out this store. It's from Sweden. Um, we got to go see what they're doing. And um, we go look at it and there's a line out the door and it's cheap, fashionable stuff. And we mm -hmm. couldn't believe it. We're like, this is unbelievable. This is going to change American shopping. And we come back, we write the business plan about we one day would like to build something like this. Right. And obviously we didn't have the resources. All we could do is make some t-shirts. And so we flip into the yellow pages. This is how old this is. And we looked for the biggest. So just so people know for the audience that's listening <laughs> yeah. on their hoverboards while they're vaping <laughs> and chugging Go-Gurt, uh, the yellow pages was a physical printed hard copy of Yelp, essentially. Yes. Okay. So you flip through yellow pages. We're flipping through yellow pages and my partner goes, let's just call the biggest ad. They've got to be legitimate. This is downtown LA. We uh, we're, we lived in you know South Central. That's where the school is. Mm -hmm. And we find this uh, guy. We call him and he goes, "We want to screen print some T-shirts." He's like, "Cool." Meets us, charges us what we think is a reasonable price, um, and he says, "Be back here in two weeks. I'll have the shirts for you." We go. We get back. The shirts look okay, but we were happy that we got something and some. It was a and some hoodies. So he goes to open up his drawer and try to give us like an invoice so we can pay him mm -hmm. and it, a bunch of fake IDs fall out. <laughs> and it was uh, this Nigerian guy who was selling fake IDs and uh, screen printing shirts. And later we found out he was selling us like bunk defective shirts and defective right. hoodies right. at a full price because we thought we were getting a good deal. We were not. We were getting, that was our first. He had the big ad. You don't. You can't afford the big ad unless you got some success. You got to yeah. be the Mark Cuban of screen printing yeah, exactly. to get the fucking yellow page ad. So you got the it. big ad. So this dude's like part-time cab driver, yeah. fake ID seller. Yeah. Maybe he's got a Froyo cart on the side, yes. and he's selling you the reject shirts at the full price. Yeah, so he's, like he's Hanes the hustler BPTs of hustlers. That are slit in the back, which we realize later on that means it's defected. Ironically, it's literally oh, wait. A half so a like they from. cut them when they're like when they they're cut bad. the tags. Ah. And we didn't know what that meant because we were going to relabel the tag anyways. Sure. So we didn't care. He's like, look, I'm saving you some time in trouble. I pre-clipped all <laughs> these for you. I should yeah. be upcharging you for yeah. that, but I'm including it. His name was Felix. I still remember him. He actually, his print shop is, was in North Hollywood, not too far from here. Really? Yeah. Is he still in the game? Do you know? No, we, we stepped away from him eventually. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. You found a new supplier. Yeah. So wait, so, all right, so is this something that you designed at the time though? Because we're... Yeah, so we, uh, we had a girl in our class that was like, knew how to do Photoshop, which mm -hmm. we didn't really know how to use at that point. The 5-4 was like our way of saying one love, five minus four equals one, like just some college nonsense. Sure. And so we just wanted a t-shirt that said five minus four equals one. And we thought we were, you know, Ralph Lauren. <gasps> yeah. You did it. Yeah, we did it. So we printed up a bunch of shirts that said five minus four equals one and walked around campus like we had just created Tesla. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys are like three or four bowls into the evening. You're like, I mean, we cracked the code. Yeah, we did it. This is going to be world peace and a billion dollars, guys. <laughs> yes. And we ended up, luckily, our friends bought the first batch of stuff. Right. And uh, then we ended up graduating. And we had heard about this trade show that we had kind of briefly visited. And we're like, we have to be in this trade show. And this was magic. Magic. Right? Which is still around, is it not? It's still around. Yeah. It's just shrunk. The business changed. Sure. But uh, it was this huge show with, with the biggest brands in the world. And you know, half a million people probably used to attend this show. So it was August 2002. All we wanted to do was magic. Obviously, no one would give us money to do this because you know, even our college professor, we, we threw this big launch party to launch the brand when we were in school. And she was like, you guys are probably better off being event planners than clothing designers. I saw your first set of stuff. It doesn't look too good. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's great. You got the punch. You got the smoke machine. I love yeah. what you did with the lights here. And yeah. it looks like there's some people here. Yeah, but... You guys missed your calling because yeah. these shirts are ugly. The yeah. tags are all slit. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck are you putting math on a shirt for? No one's crying for more math. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was pretty horrendous stuff in retrospect. And we end this up... Is, go- this is super humble beginnings. Very humble. Though. And so we go to this show. And we have to pay for a booth, and it's like $12,000. We don't have $12,000, but I did remember when I was on campus at USC to get free T-shirts, I signed up for a bunch of credit cards. And I didn't realize I was signing up for credit cards at the time. I thought I was just getting free T-shirts. Of course, yeah. So I signed up for three because I got three cool shirts that said USC, and those shirts on campus were so expensive, so I was just like, I'll take the three free shirts. I love that you you were like, I'm gaming the system. Yeah, I got three shirts. Fuck my FICO score. (laughs) Look at these three shirts that are going to bury me. (laughs) And then we're trying to find money, and then I was like, oh, my God, I have these three credit cards. Oh, no, dude. They each have $5,000 each. We're golden. All we need is 12. We sign up slide those things like no problem Jesus. go to the show did you re- wait did you realize the risk you were taking at the time or were you just like this is free money this plastic thing is that like yeah i had no idea really? i mean i wasn't you know i didn't really pay attention when i was at usc either <laughs> like <laughs> things like credit because really- <laughs> on one hand i'd be like wow if that w- way to fuck way to take your testicles out and slam them on the table and go yeah. i'm gonna put all this money on the fucking line but instead you're like ah, free money yeah swipe 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 look at these shirts the only thing i had read about was the bankruptcy law back then was pretty lenient. Right. Because it was like seven years of whatever, bad luck, you know? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, I guess seven. I'm not going to get the penthouse. But, yeah. I'm okay. like, I'll still only be 28. Right. That's fine. I can be bankrupt for my 20s. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty calculated <laughs> dice roll. Yeah. Like, it's pretty smart. So, and, you know, we had read all these awesome stories of people's first magic show, mm-hmm. like the guys from FUBU, which, you know, I randomly met Damon John two nights ago. And I was telling him, like, you are our inspiration. They did the first magic show and they did a quarter million dollars. And I was like, oh, my God, we are going to hit the fucking jackpot. So we go do this trade show, make all our samples. Our friends drive with us to Vegas. We build this trade booth and all that stuff. Open the door. Four days. One order. No. For 3800 from Duluth, Minnesota. I still remember. Which is a woman's store that I think the guy felt bad for us and wrote an order. Really? Yeah. I mean, literally, I think the total of the whole trip was $6,000 in sales. And at the end of the show, there's this thing called drayage, which is like this hustle of the trade show world where they pretty much the weight of the stuff you brought in, Mm -hmm. you pay a fee to bring it in through the unions. And right. this was Las Vegas. Unions are very, very strict, expensive. Very they, expensive. Someone's got to put it on a forklift and move it and they might throw their backs out while lifting yeah. it. So you're yeah. paying They're, per pound. Yeah. So, you know, 
the four feet they moved. Yeah. Uh, I get a bill for $2,100, which I don't have at this point. And right. I get it in the morning, Thursday morning. And they're like, well, we can't let you take your stuff until, you know, you pay for this. What a great and, racket. And like, I didn't, we didn't know anybody there. We couldn't, and my friends didn't have $2,100. I, I call my mom and I'm like, I need you to fly to Vegas and please bring me $2,100. Otherwise I'm screwed. Right. Like we can't get our you samples. You need those samples back. Yeah. You got to sell those. Yeah. So I was, she was like, so she was really nice and she's like, fine, I'll come. And I was like, and on your way, can you bring some Del Taco? Because we haven't eaten in three days. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my, my mom God. comes with the check, Del oh. Taco to our booth, which is like ultimate like failure. But yeah, but we're also like ultimate mom move too. Yeah. To be like, okay, kids, here's some tacos. Let me bail you out. Yeah. When you were making that call, was reality crashing down on you? Yes. Of like we took this giant risk. We thought we were going to be here. Yeah. This is baller status. Yes. We're moving. They're going to be big. Mountains are going to move. Yeah. And it ends with you calling mom and yeah. you have an order to Duluth. Yes. <laughs> so are you like, are you crushed? Are you defeated? Are you in tears? Or are you just like, do you have perspective on it? Like, well, this is just a hurdle. Or are you thinking, fuck, our empire has failed. Maybe our teacher was right. I think we had a lot of emotions. Yeah. One is we're not the next FUBU, clearly. Right. We have not hit it out of the park yet. Uh, reality definitely hit. And we, you know, we drove. The, the, the worst part about this trade show is you drive your U-Haul, these big trucks out there. And then... The last day of the show, you got to drive it all back home. Right. So that's that, why there's always the big sales at Comic Con. Yeah. Last day. No one wants to bring that shit back. Yeah. They don't want to fly back with yeah. it or and, haul it back. And so six hour drive back, you know, in a U Haul in 175 degrees. Right. Reality, you start reflecting on your life. Are right. these the right decisions? You got some Del Taco kicking <laughs> yeah. around your tum tum. Yeah. yeah. Mom's now owed two grand. Yeah. You've got the credit card debt to deal with and you yeah. haven't sold enough shirts yeah. to make ends meet. And that was our first trade show. So, oh, man. Ugly start to our clothing empire. Jesus. Uh, but, you know, we kept with it. We did another show six months later. Another uh, trade show? Another, the same show, Magic. Oh, Magic again. In February of the following uh, year. Same samples, or did you mix things we up? Made what, it, what were the lessons that you learned? Yeah, we were just better product, mm -hmm. more hype in the booth. Like, we got, like friends who skateboarded and DJed and just created just a scene because right. that was the era of like hip-hop clothing so like our booth was like 50 feet from rock aware and they had jay-z <laughs> right i brought my boy that could do a kickflip <laughs> with no wheels <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so that was like you know you had jay-z on one side right. puff daddy on the other uh, Outcast, right. Snoop Dogg. You're in the middle drawing caricatures of people. And, yeah, like, and we like, got a cotton candy machine. <laughs> Who's hungry? It's strawberry for you. More like corn nuts exactly. in a packet. <laughs> I'm whipping, you're whipping out foam stress balls and LED yeah. keychains, like yeah. doing what you can. Yeah, we just created a scene, and luckily we got a little more traction, yeah. but similar results, nothing special. But I think what we realized was we need some money. That was the biggest thing. We need money fast. Right. And, you know, people, it's funny. So, like, you know, we were in that process for, like, almost two, three years of just struggling, of, like, trying to make our clothes and ship them to stores. You know, people kept taking risks on us, though. Like, in L.A., if you're familiar with stores like Fred Siegel and Kitson and Lisa Klein, all these, like, prominent retailers yeah. were, like, there's something about you guys. We're going to give you guys a shot. And the people would buy, like, they kept buying our product in the stores. Mm -hmm. The trade shows were kind of bunk, but, like, I would literally... Actual retail was re hitting. Hitting. And, like, 
Mine was like a very old school method. I literally took a backpack of samples and I went to every mall in the country. That's what I was going to ask you. Is yeah. like, how do you, because Fred Siegel's a big fucking store yeah. with some serious hard hitting clients. How do you get your shirts on their shelves? Yeah. And like, you know, the LA people had just built buzz because we were like local kids and mm-hmm. people just wanted to support us. But eventually it became to a point where I just literally hopped in my car and flew around and drove around. And I've been to every mall you can imagine. Like there's very few malls I've not been to at this point in my life. Right. You know, every Wetzel's pretzel yeah. from here to Peoria. You know, I mean, it's sad to see like places like Boardwalk Fries not exist. And mm-hmm. very few Orange Julie's left. And like these places where... I'm not crying. I'm not <laughs> shedding any tears for Orange Julius, they, they, but I got it. They had good nachos. <laughs> and being a vegetarian, when you're in a mall in like Baltimore where they, right. they don't... 10 years ago, they didn't cater to vegetarian people. Orange Julie's was like that was your oasis yeah that was like you know some trendy vegan Mexican restaurant in West Hollywood now right so like, but I, so you would literally drive around yeah. and go from mall to mall and what, go into the clothing stores and say, "Can I talk to your manager? Oh, can I talk to your buyer? Your buyer? Yeah." And then they're like, uh, "What are you doing here?" Like places like Fresno or Visalia, California, or Reno or Scottsdale or Tucson or St. Louis or Duluth, Minnesota or Chicago, Detroit. Like I was everywhere. So I really got to see the country and really. And people respected the fact that I showed up at their store. Hustling, man. Yeah. Like old school. Like, you remember that show, How to Make It in America? Oh, yeah. I was like, they just had to do New York. I had to do like <laughs> everywhere. You took it coast to coast. Yeah. So we really like visited the heartland, literally in a suitcase, dragging around subways, trains. But you said you had the realization that you guys needed capital. You needed money. And yeah. I love this because every industry, it's all the same shit, yeah. right? Whether it's t-shirts or digital web series. <laughs> or what you know trinkets video games there's, yeah. there's conventions for games where people go they bring their thing they hope a buyer comes along a game yeah. like it's there's always the parallels exactly so i love hearing what the path is for yeah. every industry you realized early on you need capital yeah. how the fuck do you raise capital when you're 12 grand in debt on your credit cards well 14 if you count mom yeah plus the del taco yeah so 14 <laughs> grand in change change like how do you get people to take a risk on you i think i who who took that risk so i think what people don't understand when you're raising money when you've exhausted every resource possible that's when people will invest in you and that's the challenge that i think a lot of people have been spoiled by like the recent fundraising kind of bonanza that's going on mm-hmm. where you can go and pitch it there's deck money everywhere Niger. yeah that you could actually get that everywhere but when we were raising money we were coming off like 9 11 there was we're heading into a recession people clothing was not on top of mind sure and we were really in a situation where no one really wanted to invest in a clothing business, especially two people that were not clothing designers, mm-hmm. had ugly clothes for the most part, and didn't really have any sales either. But there was a guy. It's like, mm, checked all my boxes. Yeah, exactly. Ugly clothes, no experience, <laughs> in debt. Yeah. Sound investment. And uh, <laughs> keep in mind our office. So my mom was a travel agent that catered to Indian people. So our office was one room in an Indian travel agency downtown. So talk about Christian Dior lifestyle, Paris. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where we started. And like when, you know, when you walked into our office, a uh, pop up of a uh, Air India hostess was greeting you. So like I would have cardboard standee. Yeah. Like I would literally have like pretty famous people walk in to get clothes because we were good at that. Yeah. And they would walk in and they'd be like, uh, what is this? Am I in the right place? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, well, oh, this, oh, it's over here in the back <laughs> behind the safe. <laughs> 
so you said one guy. So you would, you would. It sounds like you were asking for money. Yeah. You were hitting that round, and yeah. you, it, the well ran dry. Well ran dry, and you know, there was this skate shop that we delivered product to a couple times. Um, one of the buyers was really took to our clothing. They had two shops and called Interstate out in um, Riverside and Ontario area. Mm-hmm. And the guy that ran the stores was in downtown LA and we would go and deliver the clothes. And one time he was like, come here, what are you delivering? I'm like, Oh, it's a brand called five, four. And he goes, let me see it. And he goes, man, this is some ugly ass shit. And I'm like, what? I was like <laughs> devastated. I'm like, uh, thanks sir. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and he like, he's smoking. He's like ashing on my clothes. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like this. I'm like, you guys have no talent. This is trash. And, and I just like left dejected. Didn't even talk to him. Six months later, and I told my partner about this. Six months later, I go back and he goes, hey, that skate shop where that guy was like dissing us, they just reordered. And he's like, oh, wow, really? And so I go deliver it again. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, your buyer reordered it. He said it's sold. He's like, what? He's like, that trash sold? And he's like, come here. Let me talk to you. And then he pulls me aside and he goes, what's your deal? And I'm like, I'm from Granada Hills. I went to school out there, went to SC. And he's like, oh, I'm from Granada Hills. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So I happened to be same high school as me, 10 years older. So all of a sudden there's like this weird like bond, kinship. Right, now there's a connection. One minute yeah. he's ashing on your V-neck, the yeah. next minute he's like, brother. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, man, no one from Granada ever does anything. So this is great. Yeah. So who is this mysterious so it's a guy, guy? This guy, he's in the clothing business for 10 years at that point. His name was Eric Kim, a young guy, done really well. And he goes this looks good. Like he's like, you guys clearly don't know how to design, but I love your passion and your energy. And he's like, if you ever need help, let me know. Three months go. We're out of money. December, 2004. At this point, my partner goes, hit up the Korean guy that was like ashing all over your clothes. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I hit him up and he's like, yeah, Can we got to lose at this fucking point. Yeah. We're, we're losing lights out at this point. And we go to him like, Hey man, we ran out of money. This is our press book. Our press book looked like we were, you know, Ed Hardy back then, sure. the amount of press we had gotten. And they were like, he was like, wow, you got all this press? And he's like, what are your sales? I'm like, I don't know, like 75,000 bucks for the year. And he was like, this is unbelievable that you were able to do this. So he goes, all right, I'm starting a new brand. And the guy that's financing me will finance you guys as well. I'm like, did you ask him? And he's like, I'll deal with that. We meet with the guy the next day and I've known this guy like all of two and a half days. I was going to say, this is not an old buddy. This is an old chum. This isn't family. He literally goes to his investor and goes, if you don't invest in these guys, I'm done. Holy shit. And I was like, what are you doing? And that, he was like, what's your story? We tell him, pitch it to him. And he goes, fine, let's do it. And within our week, our whole fortunes change. Wow. And I think that's just like a testament to like, if you're like, hardworking, honest, and you keep at it, like right. it just, things will happen for I you. No, but, ugh, and I'm, and I'm so happy they did for you. Oh, I'm just, my heart is dropping because I realize our backup isn't recording. Um, well, fuck it. All right. Reality, <laughs> reality creeps in sometimes. Yeah. My heart is dropping not only because of that, but it's also dropping because it, whenever I hear a tale like that, it's always like, well, we were two minutes away from liquidating. Yeah. We're two minutes away. The dog's going to die. It's on the operating yeah, room yeah, table. Yeah. And thankfully the vet comes. Like, does it always have to get to that fucking point before the clouds part and someone smiles and the heavenly rays come down and the business is saved? Uh, unfortunately, yes, because that's God. happened to me so many times in the duration of this business. Yeah. It's been so many Hail Marys that have saved us. Really? 
And I mean, I think it's a function of also like my age. So I'm 35. I've lived through, I started my business after 9-11, lived through the dot-com bust, uh, a, a really bad recession. And God knows what we're ha what's going to happen in the future now. But sure. like all those things have a major impact on like where we are as an age group, because I felt like people 10 years older than us didn't have to experience a lot of those pain points. Right. And so I think that has a lot to do with our generation stories is that we've all had to be at the brink. Like 2008 was like for me and our business was one of it's the worst year of my life for. Yeah, I yeah. think for a lot for almost everybody in every business, yeah. it was fucking miserable, miserable. Like, yeah, you didn't think unless you were in lending. Yeah, and the credit default swaps did you good. Yeah, outside exactly. of that. Yeah, you got killed. And I think that's just reality. I mean, all right. these everyone faces these problems. So it's not like we're on an island by ourselves dealing with this. Like we're like the good guys that got screwed. Right. But you know it's, what? It's it's interesting that you you mentioned those hail marys because I think those are the moments where most people, maybe not some people, would just roll over and and that's it. Yeah. They're like, well, the writing's on the wall. This is where I roll over and just submit. It failed. Oh well. Good game. Go away. Yeah. Versus someone like you who goes, no, fuck it. Let's throw the hail mary. Yeah. Did that one land? What? Throw another one. Yeah. Keep throwing. Like you refuse to not play the game. Yeah. Like my current investors call us like cockroaches that can't be killed. Like the amount of recessions, the amount of pain points we've had, right. like the catastrophic problems we've had in the history of our business that have allowed us to come to this point. Like I think most people would have walked away. And if I was an advisor to a business today that had those problems, I would say, you know what? Hang up the cleats. You guys had a nice run. You would tell them that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's some of these things that we've gone through are just unrealistic. Like I have this weird thing, which is not a proper business practice, but I call it miracle money. And whenever I need money in terms of like all hell has broken loose yeah. in the history of our business, miracle money has come through. And See, that, my miracle, I have a pair of pumps that I put on some <laughs> glitter gloss and a wig and my miracle money is me sucking off anyone outside of a Yum Yum Donuts. And it's like, guys, we, uh, we don't have rent this month. Hold on. <laughs> Papa's gonna make some miracle money. <laughs> Yours is different. Different. Yours is just you bank on it being there. I honestly, I think it's karma. Yeah. Like I think we've always been like good, hardworking, clean run businesses. Yeah. And I just feel like we're meant, we're destined at this point. And that's why, like, well, you know, clearly other people have recognized that and they're happy to, to, to give you that shoulder, to give you that edge when you need it. Yeah. Right? And I think that's why, like, when we talk about raising money, it's like. When people can see it in your eyes that you've exhausted all options, you've maxed out your credit cards. Right. Like you see it, like you could see it in our eyes. Like we wanted this so bad and that we were like, you know, we were on our last breath. Right. You know, to, to so survive. true that that's a testament to the, you know, the, the, the passion, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're never really investing in the product or the idea you're investing in the people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so when you see that someone has that hunger and that drive and, they're on bended knee because their back is broken and they've, like you said, exhausted every avenue. Yeah. You get a real sense of, oh, this person's not going to let this fail. Yeah. Like it may fail, but not because they're going to let it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then you go, okay, I can back that fucking horse. Yeah. And like we've, I've invested in so many different businesses. And like to me, ideas are great, but execution is where it all lies. And so I'd rather invest in incredible people mm -hmm. than a business that has a great idea because i've heard some incredible ideas that have never gone anywhere but the kid with the taco truck sounds more interesting to me because he'll just do anything sure. to survive yeah that's his world that's yeah. his dream yeah he's gonna make it happen i feel the same way I, I i get approached to invest in things from time to time and my first question is like well what's your skin in the game 
And they go, well, if this is my baby. This is my, this is my thing. What's your skin in the game? Oh, yeah. I've been working on it for a while. What are you doing to show me that you're invested in your own idea? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, I need to know that this is more than just a, a, a job for you right now. Or exactly. that, you know, an uncle gave you some cash and you're going to hope to pay him back. Like, yeah. no, you need to be personally invested in this before I can consider throwing anything at Exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you have some God-given talent that, which some people do. Sure. But, you know, most of us are just very average <laughs> Average intelligence, hardworking people. It's the yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the hustle gene, right? Yeah, like exactly. that's what it is. It's not that you're 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 you were you were given given a specific gift. It's like you've just been proven that you will keep smashing your face against that grindstone. Yeah, and it's sort of like it. yeah, no like no embarrassment of failure. You know, right? That's that's a lot of it nowadays. It's like you get you know people start talking about your business not doing well and you have to go show face in public. You're talking about me specifically? No. Motherfucker. <laughs> I know that everything I do fails, but how dare you? How dare you fire shots at this table? So now you're also, I mean, we'll get back to 5-4 present day, which I love that you weathered those blows and made it happen. But you also have a fund and you've done some investing as well. Yeah. What is, what is that side of, of life for you right now like what are you seeing out there because you must be tapped into a lot of people with yeah. a lot of ideas across a lot of industries coming to you yeah what is that scene like so you know that actually came from a really interesting place so um my brother and i were kind of casually investing in stuff when we saw stuff and then our friend of ours was also doing the same and he also so happened to manage the rapper Nas, and they were also doing the same and you know Nas is a seed guy and rap genius yeah. and like a lot of really great companies so then one day we were like, why don't we do this together? That way our checks will be bigger. So, you know, we started writing checks together and quickly you run out of money when you have to write checks to everyone that you meet. Because nowadays, like there's so many incredible ideas with so many incredible uh, people behind them that you want to write checks to everything. And so we quickly realized we have to start getting money from other people because we're going to go broke writing checks to everybody. Right. And so we raised, we ended up raising a fund and with really no focus, except that when we thought it was a great opportunity, we did it. We wrote mm -hmm. stuff uh, in the seed stage. Uh, we wrote stuff in the later stage. Um, and this is across all industries, right? It's not yeah. just like, oh, it's biotech or yeah. fashion. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is if the idea and the people are good. Yeah, we were fortunate. Like there's an incredible uh, mattress e-commerce company called Casper. They sponsored the podcast before. Great. Yeah. So shout out to Casper. We've uh, we were fortunate to be very early in there. Uh, we were in we're in Lyft. Uh, we're in Dropbox. We're in some really great stuff. And I think that's just what's the worst investment. What's your off? Oh, fuck. I got in on that. Um, you don't want to say. Yeah. I don't say. <laughs> They're good but guys. You know it, yes. But you know it. Yeah. Is it an app? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Oh, I want to know what it is. I want to know the dumb fucking idea that came across. I'm like, well, it might be the next Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we better throw 25k at it. Yeah. So when they so and and when people come to you, like, what are you? Some investors are like, well, I need a 10 point PowerPoint presentation with this size font. I need a one sheet. I need a scissor. Like, do you even care? Is it? You know. I'm not, I, I kind of let the choice, the selection process be my brother and our other partner, Anthony. They have a keen sense of like understanding, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's very hard to listen to another entrepreneur. Sure. I'm like, you are full of shit. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And they have a very different view where they can look at it objectively. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'll run by the concepts. If it's something I understand, then that's when I get more involved. But like when I hear like, 
a guy telling me he's going to disrupt the food industry. And I'm like, yeah, good luck, bro. <laughs> like, I'm going to disrupt sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does it. Look at this chart. <laughs> Turns out Americans love sleep. Yeah. I'm going to disrupt it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, does your bullshit meter go off because you've seen so many people come to you and, and, and you've watched so many ideas live and die on the vine? Or is it because you remember what you were saying when you were starting out. Yeah, it's purely based on me. I don't. It's right. not a judgment of them or their character. Right. You're like, I know what I would say if I were in your shoes. If I was on my started. last leg, I yeah. would have said anything. Yes, we are the next Ralph Lauren. Yeah. We're disrupting polos. Yes. We're doing shirts with collars, but half collar, no collar. Yeah. We'll do whatever the fuck you no want. No horse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're doing anything. Yeah. So I would have said anything at that point just to like convince someone that what I'm doing is right. Right. So, you know, and, I, and it's funny is that I actually think this generation, this younger group of people that are starting businesses, they're very more, they're, they're a lot more sincere, a lot more thoughtful and honest, yeah. like than probably people in the clothing business 20 years ago. Like, sure. Yeah. So it's just, well, the ability to pull out a, 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 any sort of eye device and fact check someone's bullshit right there, yeah. whether it's a projected sales figure or the concept itself to see if anybody else is doing it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. So you got to come a little more correct and authentic. Yeah. You know, and I remember, I want to get back to five, four because you guys have made some interesting pivots. You aligned with a lot of athletes, some yeah. C list level celebrities at times. <laughs> like you took risks, which I appreciate very much. So, um, you guys were doing some interesting stuff. And then when you launched the club, the 5-4 club, this was at a time where now we take for granted that any product has a monthly box service, right? Yep. There's a thousand of them. You into cereal? Great. There, yeah. That's there. Do you like toenail clippings? Yes. And weird <laughs> foot shavings? Well, we got it. <laughs> there's the a pumice the... stone club. Sign yeah. up. You get a Ziploc bag of foot shavings. Yeah. Well, there's a weird <laughs> fucking club for every fetish. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you first launched this thing, that wasn't the case. There weren't a ton of people doing it. The only person that we knew that were doing it when we launched was a company called Shoe Dazzle. That's right. Which was, uh, I think, Kim Kardashian at the time, subscription women's footwear. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the one that really got us intrigued into the concept of like value, convenience. And really what our challenge was in 2008, recession hits, everyone returns their clothes, tells me to fuck off. You know, Macy's, really? uh, you know, so many retailers. Unfortunately, I still do business with the some way, of them. They can, they can do that. Yeah. They can buy a, a shit ton of product from you. It's sold and then go like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I mean, it back to you and you're on the line for it. They're, they, it's, they can literally, whatever they don't sell, they can shove it up your ass. Or the other alternative is if they discount it. So when you go to a department store on the holidays, everything is on sale. Right. Orange tags, red slash through it. They're going to make their margin no matter what they're going to make their 50 percent margin they want to make so if they gave your clothes away for free they're like hey here are these jeans you know what they're zero dollars today but they paid twenty dollars for them and they want their margin they're going to charge you the difference to make sure that they get their margin what yes and they can do that because they've got the shelf space essentially yes. and yeah. that's a risk you have to absorb yes what? That's why when you go to the department stores, oh, only... I'm so in the wrong business. Yeah, <laughs> extortion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? Yeah. That's how it works. Yep. Oh wait, let's talk more about this. Yes. I want to know about all the dirty tricks. So, yeah. so they can literally use your like a sale on your products as a loss leader. Get people in the store. Yep. Right. Slash it up. Five four jeans. Five four shirts. Five four whatever. It's all on sale. Come on in, boys. Buy something else, by the way, that's full price. Yeah. They can do that to you, and then stick you with the minimum. And then bill. there's a bill at the end of every quarter that you have to make up their margin. How? 
How? Because they can? Because they can. And you think about it. When, when you think about like our price point, right? The only place that's big enough to really do any real volume is Macy's. That's where America's brands were built. They were built at Macy's. Are they still today? Not today. I think okay. they're being built online. Right. Because that's my, th like the power of brick and mortar. Always like in the video game industry, it's GameStop, Walmart, Target. Like those are the big guys. Yeah. And the handful of hardcores will say, well, they're irrelevant. It's all going digital. Who needs them? Blah, blah, blah. You know, but people forget it's like 80% of their business yeah. is still brick and mortar, the Microsofts yeah. and Sony. So it's, so with fashion, is that changing faster than because of online or? It's fashion's probably the slowest. Really? I think it's going to take the longest time. Just, just people still want to go and there's try that impulse on feel. level of like, mm. I want to go get clothes. Look, I want to like the Yeezys came out. I want them on Saturday because everyone else is going to oh wear God. them. If on I had Saturday. a nickel for every time I said that. Yeah. yeah I got so many Yeezys. So, so many Yeezy. Yeezys. Too many Yeezys. Yeah. Um Okay. So they can sell at whatever price, stick it to you. Yep. You have no control over that or no say, and you don't know what that bill is going to be you don't until know. you get it. You, it's literally a crapshoot every single Holy, season. What a terrible foundation to build a business upon. Yeah, and literally in 2008, like Macy's sends me this huge bill. Another very massive retailer that I do a lot of business with today, so I can't say their name, but... Fucking Forever 21. <laughs> I'll, I'll call them out. Those fucking bastards. Actually, they copied Young and Reckless a couple of times. I've had to sue them. Did they really? Yeah. Oh shit! We haven't gotten a young and yeah. reckless, by the way, which is a great racket too. Yeah, but but yeah, we ended up uh, uh, um, dealing with like all these retailers returning goods, asking for margin money, all in one month. Because you know the whole world fell apart sure. in thirty day period, and you know, I'm not mad at them. That's that what they had to do. What they had to do, right. and we got stuck with a bunch of product, a bunch of debt, a bunch of things that we didn't have any control over Yet that's again. when we, we came to the kind of conclusion where like we're never going to dethrone the brands at macy's right because ralph lauren and dkny and nautica mm -hmm. and levi's they have the shelf space they have the cash to withstand a beating right they can weather these storms so we're done we're toast in this market the only thing we had going for us is that people really liked five four we just had to serve it to them differently and that's when we started playing with different business models. One was, let's open up stores mm -hmm. and sell the stuff at a, an expensive price. The other was, let's go online and focus stuff on a cheaper price. So we really had dropped our price point. Mm -hmm. the, the reality was, though, really quickly you realize the only days any store does any business is when you're 50% off. Like, you just don't do business otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, all those stores can tell you everything, but like, they do well on the big discount days. And when you, when you really start thinking about it, I'm like, our customers not capturing their full value. And that's kind of where the club came from, where the club is focused on giving people incredible style from a great brand in a convenient way at an affordable price. And that's what like five fours fundamentals are. Have you said that before D? <laughs> is that the first time you just said that? Cause you should put that on a pamphlet. I like that. Sometimes I do things just for me. <laughs> hey folks, I'm interrupting this thing to tell you about another thing. I want to talk about Softlayer. 
Let me tell you about soft leather. Silky smooth. And silky soft. Because they deliver cloud built for transparency. What is that? Let me tell you. Your business applications, computational workloads, they're unique. They're precious snowflakes of ones and zeros. So you deserve cloud resources that meet your specific needs. And SoftLayer is one of the only cloud providers that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers, otherwise known as a public cloud, from a single seamless platform. It's all on demand. It's all connected to the same open API and it's all connected to a global private network. If you know what any of that means, you're probably Jason Bourne. Maybe you're being suspended from the ceiling of a high-tech security firm right now, dangling above those pressure-sensitive tiles, about to enter, control, out, delete, and hack the mainframe. Good on ya. You so hacker. But SoftLayer is an IBM company. In fact, IBM uses SoftLayer as its cloud infrastructure foundation for all of IBM cloud products and services. I don't know a lot about the world, but I know IBM knows a thing or three about those computer machines. And if IBM is trusting SoftLayer, and they're doing stuff with SoftLayer, then I'm on Team SoftLayer. Sign me up. Give me the decal. Put it on my jersey. I'm going to hop out there. I'm around the bases. And fuck Joe's plumbing. I'm repping SoftLayer. Now, our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting SoftLayer.com slash podcast. That's SoftLayer.com slash podcast. You can order bare metal servers. Ooh, stripped down. You like it that way? Good phone, yeah. Uh, you can get virtual servers, storage, networking, security services from your choice data center. They've got 24 data centers around the world. So go nuts. You want to you wanna ping Poland? Boom. Boom. Software. Uh, all those servers and services are connected to SoftLayer's unique network of networks. they got a network of networks. That's like the exhibit of IT. Yo, dog, heard you like a network. I'm going to give you a network. Network of networks. You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API or in the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. Again, if you know what that means, oh, you probably just finished. You probably need 10 minutes, and maybe you need a dose of OxyClean for your cargo shorts. If you don't know what that means, go to SoftLayer.com slash podcast and find out. Get started with $500 off servers, storage, network, and security on a cloud built for transparency from SoftLayer. Again, that's SoftLayer.com slash podcast. Podcast baby, podcast baby, podcast baby, I do want to be clear, by the way, uh, you have been, again, very gracious to me. You've, you've given me product. You've given me clothes over the years. Um, I shouted you out on the attack. Yeah. Uh, Actually, attack I got to give you credit because, you know, the last day I think you were on the attack, you texted me. He goes, hey, this is my last day. It's want to let you know. Uh, I'm going to wear 5-4. If you ever need anything, let me know. You it was like me? my last week. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah, yeah. like, I'll, I'll plug whatever. Just let me know. And I'm like, actually, we launched this really cool service. I explained it to you. You had like a minute on the phone. Yep. Explained it to you. And you're like, this is awesome. I'm going to plug got it, it right away. Yeah. And... You know, that kick, that was the first day of the club. We had just launched that morning. And by so dumb chance, you called. And we're the first kind of push for the club. We're like, we're like oh, wow, people actually signed up for this. Magic money, D. Yeah. <laughs> Magic money just happens, man. No, I remember. And you pitched it to me. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so I just sign up. 
I tell you what I like. Yeah. I give you my sizes. Every month you send me a box of stuff. Because this was, it was a new concept at the time for yeah. a lot of things. It was like, yeah. you send me a box of stuff. If I like it, great. If I don't, I can send it back. And you give me, I pay you, I think it was 60 bucks. Yeah. And you give me like $180 yeah. worth of stuff at the store. I'm like, okay. Sounds like a bad business model for you. Yeah. But I'm sure you've got different margins that I'm aware of. Yeah. I'll happily plug it. And I did. Yeah. And I, the reason I said that, because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of full disclosure. This episode is not sponsored. I asked you to come on to be here yeah. and to just do it because I've been wanting to chat with you for a while because I respect everything that you've grown from 5.4 to Young and Reckless to the investment stuff. So yeah. thank you. But I also said, like, well, plug your shit. Plug your yeah. stuff. You did bring me some clothing, which I appreciate because mm-hmm. I'll be wearing it like mad yeah. all over the place. But then you mentioned that you've got a code for attack listeners or yeah. pointless listeners, yeah. whatever the show is anymore. I don't even know what the name is anymore. <laughs> but whatever we're doing, you've got a thing. Yeah, so we did this awesome pair of sunglasses we created that's become like a phenomenon i don't know if these members. were brought for me but i'm putting them on they were brought for you okay, these good. incredible aviators that you know probably retail from most brands at 75 100 bucks uh so we created a code for oh, attack uh, oh. folks and pointless folks oh wow looks good license and registration please yeah <laughs> i mean fucking right <laughs> yeah holy hold on hey, a second. i gotta get a picture here okay it sounds like raging waters but i think that's all the pussy within a 25 mile <laughs> radius just flooding alex you hear that you hear that yeah. is that pee flooding <laughs> are those kitty cats purring <laughs> thanks alex <laughs> thanks for the contribution are you not on mic Took me a while to realize. Oh God! Shut switch, up! Shut switch up! Switch was mine. There's Shut so many up. switches behind you. All right. So again, not a. Uh, whoa! What was that? Thank you. So not a uh, not a sponsored app. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I truly do. I mean, I literally was not. This was not. I wear your shit all the time. I yeah. love your clothing. It fits well. It looks good. You guys are constantly. It's like a band that matures with age, where you go like, oh, they're releasing a new album. Man, I hope they evolve sonically, yeah. but I also hope that it still sounds like the shit that I love. Because yeah. if they take a radical departure, I'm not going to like the library. And you guys have always evolved in a way that I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. This is different, yeah. but it's still, it feels the core, it feels like core 5-4 to me. Yeah. So what's the code that people, they get, they get aviator glasses? So yeah, so if you sign up with the code the attack. Uh, you get a free pair of aviator boom, and $15 off the first month. And if you don't like it after the first month, you could tell me to piss off and complain. You can hit me on Twitter and tell me that it sucks and I'll try to fix it. And I recommend, even if you don't sign up, just tweet you and tell you that you suck. Yeah. That should do that anyway. Yeah, Because you absolutely. deserve a beating. You've yeah. had a good run. <laughs> You've had a real good run. And I'm a terrible businessman because I should have asked for a percentage of whatever. Yeah. I just realized that now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. No, I don't want this. I, I'm, I'm happy if anybody signs up and does it for you because you've been... No. Again, as you said, you've ran a, a clean, authentic, genuine yeah. business, and yeah. you've always been that guy to me. Yeah. So I, 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 I hope I hope anybody signs up and uses it. The code is the attack. Yep. They get the free aviators, fifteen bucks off the first month. Yep. Which, and the website's five four club dot com, all spelled out. Boom. And when they go there, is it still the same thing where like they make the profile of like I like casual, I want yeah. professional, I want jeans, I want this, I want that. Yeah. Like, they so fill you, it out. you fill out six questions, takes you about sixty seconds. You've fine. And then at the end, uh, at the end of it, uh, you put your credit card and then you'll get your first package within a week. And then every month you'll get a package of clothes, uh, that value between one twenty and one eighty dollars with the clothes. And you know, it's stuff I've, like I've had no shortage of people sign up for it, especially when I plugged it on attack of the show. And, yeah. and I've subsequently people have will tweet me like, Hey, what are you wearing? And oh, I'll tell them. Yeah. Um, there's been no shortage of people going like, I can't believe I got like, 
a pair of jeans in anything else this month. Yeah. Because a pair of nice, like really nice jeans these yeah. days, 120, 140 bucks. Exactly. That's what, I mean, and some people are like, what? I pay five bucks for my jeans. And that's valid. If you like $5 jeans and they look good on you and you feel good in them, great. And I think that's what's going but, on. Like, I think customers are now being aware of like true costing of goods. So whether it be us or what other brands are doing out there in the on the internet, mm-hmm. like there's full disclosure now on how much things cost sure. and what they should cost. Right. And I think clothing is one of those things where people I felt have been paying overpaying. And there's right. all these retailers that are changing that and saying, hey, you can get a great pair of jeans for X. Like the fact that you can get a button down shirt and a pair of jeans for sixty dollars. Right. That's what it should be. Like why there's no reason why you should be paying more right. than that. Well, yeah, because you guys the reason you are paying more, it sounds like, is that you have to, A, make the margin for Macy's. Yeah. And you have to protect yourselves yeah. from when they go, hey, we decided to slash the price on your jeans yeah. and sell them for 10 bucks, and now you're fucked and you us money. Yeah, exactly. Which is, that's some mafia shit. Yeah. I, that is some racketeering exactly, shit. Exactly. And that's exactly what that is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, good on you guys for adopting the box model. And again, I use the club for many, many moons. So Thank I, you. I, I hope people sign up. The code is the attack. And I hope you have a change of heart and decide to give me a percentage of any signups because I realize maybe we'll, we need to be we sponsoring your. Uh, You're goddamn podcast. right, you do. Yeah. Are you sponsoring this one? <laughs> this one's free, right? Come on, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the first one's free, and then you realize there's like little engagement. You go like, oh god, I'm glad we dodged that. <laughs> so then, young and reckless is an interesting thing. How are we on time, by the way, Alex? When do we start? I don't want to take up too much of your world. Uh, we've been doing like four, yeah, fifty minutes. Fuck me. Okay, I won't take up too much more. No problem. But the uh, I do want to say if you're watching live on Twitch right now, if you have any questions for d whether it's about uh clothing investments the hustle the grind uh whatever it is throw them in alex will ask ask them uh and then maybe we give a club away to one guy like a free i, I don't know, actually maybe we give a free club why away. don't we do five three-month packages yes yeah that's a touchdown yeah yeah you, we you, can give you, a couple away you pick the people and then we'll create a code for them and Seriously? Our office will take care of it. I'd love to give a couple to the patrons over at Patreon, and then I'd love to give a couple to the Twitch subs. We can do do that? Yeah. Okay. So why don't we do three and three, six? Yes. Fuck yeah. All right. So three subs. That's really nice of you. Thank you. We did not do this beforehand. That's very kind of you. So three (laughs) subs. The whiskey helps. Amen to that. (laughs) I haven't drank in a while. I'm actually already drunk off this, because I do not do the alcohol anymore. (laughs) I call it the alcohol. That's how old I am. I don't do the poisons. (laughs) Uh, so at the end of this show, the Twitch is going nuts. They're like, what? Oh my God, woohoo. So if you're a subscriber <laughs> we to this ship channel, to Canada. and Canada, you're in on this shit. So there yeah. you go. Um, if you're a subscriber, by the end of this show, we're going to do a giveaway. Alex, do you know how to do that? Uh, yes, I do. Great. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. We will give away three, three month, five, four club memberships to you guys. Five, four club.com all yeah. spelled out. That's the site. If you want to sign up, Use the code the attack. If you want to subscribe right now for a chance to win, go for that. And if you're listening to the podcast a week later when it's released on iTunes, patreon.com slash the attack. We'll give away three uh, codes there yep. for people on Patreon. So thank you for that. That's very kind. So get your questions in. Get ready. Feel free to sub uh, or back us at patreon.com slash the attack. With that said, Young and Reckless is fuck. That is a racket and a half. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch drama <laughs> with his overnight MTV fucking exposure. Yeah. He goes, does he come to you and say, hey, I want to launch a clothing thing? Did you go yeah. to him? Yeah. So we had a mutual friend and he was at the time 21 years old on the Fantasy Factory. Fucker. And honestly, I wasn't extremely familiar with the show or the skate world. And right. he was like, I want to start this clothing line. Can we do something? And uh, really liked him. Really, really good kid. 
and really open-minded and really smart for a 21 year old super super and, smart like didn't I think now is getting credit for it, but at the time people saw no. him as, oh, he's the dopey cousin guy on the show. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's one dimension you're getting. Yeah, I mean, very like, smart guy. Yeah, very, very different from his character on television. And, you know, we, he came and said, hey, I want to do this brand. And we were at a point, you know, like 2009 at that point, we were, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try it. And that's kind of how Young and Reckless ended up starting. And, he was he was very great at like putting it on the show and integrating it into like just popular culture. Sure. And but were you saying, hey, we're going to use our pipeline, our designers, our everything to exactly. get you up and running? So we had we had it's like co-packing for a exactly a food plant. So we yeah. had designers, we had production people, we had a network of retailers, all the mall, you know all the mall stores, yeah. and so kind of plugged that world into what drama was doing and off to the races. I've never seen a brand like this, even from a third party objective, yeah. like just been on a rocket ship. And you were ex- saying it took you like six years or whatever to climb to what young and reckless did in their first year. Is that yeah. the case or what? Yeah, yeah. Literally maybe seven years. Jesus. And now it's just become this, like it's part of like mainstay, like, you know, youth culture now. I see it everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Anywhere someone is leaning on one of those fucking hoverboards. Yeah. Anywhere someone's leaning, there's a yeah. YNR. Yeah, and you know, it's great. And it, it's awesome because like drama comes from a world of like, just he's same, took a risk, moved to LA, yeah. was on this show, you know, was willing to do anything to make it. And so we come from the same background and like we just get along really, really well. And it just was the perfect storm. And all the mistakes we made with 5-4 didn't have to make them with Young and Reckless. Yeah, you weathered that storm. You can pass that knowledge on and just yeah. build from there. Yeah. And yeah, and we just have had a great relationship and building this awesome brand that's like probably the most fun to be a part of because mm-hmm. it's just it's every it's like it's just everyone's dream. It's like this really cool brand with like the most famous people that love it, hot girls everywhere and yeah. Yeah, that's it's fucking Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I said like, I mean drama is like our uh, the younger generations like George Clooney, Leo. Yeah. It's so to, I had like, him on the podcast yeah. and I was talking to him and I was like I was talking about his empire and his this that the other and people on Twitter were it's it was surprising because usually my audience is fairly supportive but they were like why are you sucking this guy's dick like he's Howard fucking Hughes <laughs> and Bob was like you don't understand like yeah. he really is yeah he's I could so, vouch for he's, more he's sense. young he's attractive as shit yeah. he's got the hustle he's got a good head on his shoulders yeah and he immediately was like. I he he had what what it was was perspective. He yeah. understood where he was in the world. He wasn't exactly. bitter about it. He was like, "I'm here. I'm the goofy sidekick, but that is a means to this end." And he was always he was playing chess. He was always looking yeah. into the distance. You know, very calculative. Not, yeah, like f- way wiser than his years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. so Young and Reckless has been an awesome, fun like ride, and it's kind of one of those rides you don't want to end. It's just. Too much fun. Congrats to you, man. Yeah. Congrats to you for like spotting that and going for that and supporting him. Like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's great. So and what now- is your, I mean, what's your day to day? Cause I, I like last, I think we chatted a couple months ago and you're like, oh, I got to go to India and find a new supplier or something. And you, I don't know if you were touring factories out there or what yeah, the fuck so you were doing. Like we, um, these days life is really busy. So, uh, a lot of China mainly now. Yeah. So just got back them from there last week, but it's and just, what are you doing in China? Are you like literally, literally looking for factories? Yeah. And- so all the people we work with, you know, it's it's part of like it's kind of like how my customers are with me. Like they want to make sure we're on top of our stuff. We have to be make we have to make sure we're on top of this, and we're all constantly launching new categories. Mm-hmm. Like Young and Reckless has active wear for women now. 
uh, we launched uh, outerwear, we launched accessories, we're launching all these new categories. So you have to find a new factory for every single category. Uh, right, because it's like one factory makes a specific one thing, type yeah. of thing exactly. and they churn that out. And, that's and they've it. got all the 12 year olds toiling away. <laughs> and so you gotta go to the next factory to find another thing. No, we're, we, we, we're, we're factory compliant. Yeah. Is that part of the tour though? That's gotta be part of what yeah, your I mean, eyes are open for, right? To look well, at working conditions, to see the quality of the product, to see the quality of the employees. Yeah, all of that stuff. I think that's why we have, it's to keep everyone Everyone honest mm-hmm. and make sure that they are following the rules and and keeping e- even the way they make the goods and who's making them. Right. And all Do you test things. the safety nets? Do you leap off the twelfth floor to make <laughs> sure the? <laughs> well, I mean, the the one cha- the, Honestly, my way of picking factories at this point is by the bathrooms. So, <laughs> like, that's a great way. Yeah. So the, you know, I don't mind the hole in the ground. I'm not opposed to that. I'm from India. Like, you yeah. know, we know what that's like. You got the squat and go. Yeah. That's cool. I, I got no a squatty potty. I'm all for that. Yeah. I have no problem with that. The problem is the smell, the what else, what else comes with the hole in the ground. Right. So there's some that's people. That's so that, fucking true that yeah. the restroom is so indicative of the rest of the fucking operation. Yeah. It tells me what type of person you are. If yes. you don't care about the cleanliness of your restroom, then I can't trust you. Dude, that is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's the most brilliant thing I've heard at this fucking table. And, you know, we were looking at You got this... a Glade plug-in? You got two-ply? Oh, you got three-ply. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're taking care of your employees. Yeah. Like, Good on. You got a little magazine rack? You got like, Oprah? When there's no soap and there's no paper towel and there's no tissue paper, I was like, what am I supposed to do here? Brilliant. Yes, so I wipe my ass with my bare hands and, and then wash I go them there and make your shirt. Yeah, yeah. I got to dry them off with your shirts. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant. So I, when we were in Shanghai, we went to this denim factory and- we went to this French guy's office and this guy's office was like Paris and Shanghai. And I was just right. like, I can't even afford whatever you're selling. I know I can't afford it. It's yeah. just going to be too nice. And then I was like, I got to use a restroom. And I go to my staff. I'm like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, why? He's like, this bathroom's way too nice. We can't afford this guy's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the toilet's on a marble column. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got people that'll help you ascend to it. It's yeah. really weird. Everything's gold plated. Yeah. So I get it. So you're like, you're like, look, it can't be a hole in the ground surrounded by flies. Yeah. It also can't be granite countertops yeah. and a waterfall. Like if there's an usher in there handing you a paper towel, I'm getting nervous. There's a man with a white silk cloth. He'll put it under your penis and he'll <laughs> tap with a teeny tiny pewter hammer. He'll get the extra drops of urine off into the cloth. And my, my dick has never been cleaner, but I don't think we can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to pick it, man. Yeah, so restrooms is part of my m- mad science. Now, here's, we sell some merch on the attack. And, yeah. and, and the, 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 the viewers and the supporters, the patrons have been kind enough to buy a handful of the shirts, even though I know the designs are not solid. How can I get in touch with your designers to give us a shirt? We'll do it. Just one shirt that looks cool, whether it says the attack or just has a fucking thing on it. I don't know if it's a... We'll, how about we, something. we'll knock it out this week for you guys. You you can just do you can just go like hey you have a team of, you can just do that yeah we have a full can, team please yeah please we need some inspiration though. give me one we need some inspiration okay uh, flashlights and the NES controller <laughs> do with it what you will combine the two Voltron them just I need a shirt All right. I need a good looking shirt that we can do okay bless your heart that'll be our gift to the show thank you man can we take like three questions and then I'll send yeah, you on your course. way Alex do we have some questions for D yes we do cool just, okay uh, fire away. It's from Man of Consequence. Without trying to snipe on D's future investments, what industries have stupid people leading the charge right now? <laughs> yeah, that's great. When wow. you, so you surveyed the landscape. You yep. saw, oh, fashion. Look at these morons. So, now, granted, you jumped in it and realized yeah. it's harder than you thought, but what needs to be disrupted? What industry's got the idiots running it? And please don't say Twitch streaming. I honestly think the food industry. 
Yeah? Yeah. There's a lot of people in the food game. I what think, aspect? I think the food industry is filled by a lot of old relationships and old people that have very incredible relationships with retailers like grocery stores. Mm. And I look at that business, and the reason why America is eating the shit is because of those relationships. Entrenched relationships that lead to you're not going to get on this shelf space because yeah. you're just not. And then got you have 20 products on it. And then you see stuff like Blue Apron and Munchery and all these ideas that mm. are coming out of nowhere. And I look at that and I'm like, food? And that's still the biggest consumed thing in, in the world. Literally and figuratively. And so to me, like, to me, the food is the biggest opportunity that the world has ever seen in terms of investment. Like, food to me is the wild, wild west. And if I had, no, if I had all the time in the world, I would spend all day trying to disrupt the food industry. Have you been hearing pitches for yeah. disruption of food? And, and it's just purely based on like the the just healthier options at a price. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the biggest discount. We live in LA where people line up for the. There was an awesome New Yorker article, and there was this um, lemonade stand. And one lemonade stand had no people and the other one, and it was 99 cents and the other one had organic lemonade and it was $9 and there was like a hundred people in line and it was essentially selling the same stuff. But I think the ingredients that America has been eating is unfair to its people and Mm -hmm. these services are going to disrupt the hell out of it and people will stop going to their local grocery store or to a McDonald's and say, you know what, I'm not going to put this in my body. And as as that keeps changing, that to me is the biggest. Like I look at like, I always often wonder like, does a McDonald's survive in the right. future? Like, because right. I look at like one to my staff, who's a young staff, like they think it's uncool. They know it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people think Chipotle is healthy for whatever reason. I have no idea why. It gets like 14,000 calories for a burrito. Yeah. But the 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 theory is that it's a healthy. So to me, like, as much as the technology stuff has some of the smartest people and probably the big, big kind of real like eye-opening ideas, food is just a low-hanging fruit that needs to be disrupted. And I think it's going to be done on many levels. I did a handful of I believe we tried a month. Bree and I we did like a plated, we did a blue apron, we yeah. Did a thing with a, a forage, I think was another. Like we yeah. did all these different food services, and we found like okay, the. I don't know what the carbon footprint is of yeah. these services for delivering and all yeah. that stuff. And I guess once we get to all uh, like automated Teslas that just deliver the shit automatically yeah. and okay, fine, we'll get to the, we'll solve that problem. Yeah. But for roughly the same price that we would spend buying the raw ingredients at a whole foods or at a whatever, yeah. we're getting really quality ingredients delivered to us fresh. Yeah. We know everything we're putting into the pot yeah. and we're getting a delicious convenient meal for like under out of 10 it. bucks for like under 10 bucks a yeah. meal. And Usually the portion sizes were large enough that it could give us leftovers the next day. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, this is done. This is this eliminated the inconvenience of going to the store. This eliminated the, the hassle of trying to find high-quality ingredients. And we get a different meal every night. Yeah. And, in a pot. And for me, like, the food was more of a personal thing that happened to me. I grew up eating every single day of my childhood. I had Taco Bell after school. God. Then, the choir. Th- then a blizzard, a Dairy Queen. Of course you did. Which one? Oreo? Oreo only. Of course. Yep. <laughs> I never even had. I had a bean and cheese burrito, a tostada, nachos, bug grande with no meat. Oh. Every day. Then okay. a blizzard. And then at 9 p.m. every night. This, is the, this was the cherry on top. Every single day. A cup about this size. Yeah. I would put six Oreos. Uh, milk to the top. Sure. Smash it. Oh, yeah. You got to mix it. Drink that it. Yeah. Not brush my teeth and go to sleep. <laughs> And that was, and, and then I, then. And people don't know this. Your entire grill right now is polyester. Yeah. You had every tooth replaced. Yeah. 
But it looks great. It looks yeah, natural. It looks, real it looks natural. really good, buddy. Yeah, I, great smile. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, but you know, we all ate like shit growing up, and then go when they had twenty cent cheeseburgers at McDonald's yeah. on Tuesdays. This was, yeah. I don't know if this was a nationwide thing, but in Northern California, they would do like a summer deal. Twenty cent cheeseburgers. She would go and get fifty dollars yeah. worth of cheeseburgers for in the, the drive through week for the fucking week <laughs> yeah. and throw them in the freezer. Yeah. And you'd be like, "Well, I guess it's Thursday now. Yeah. Uh, I'll microwave more cheeseburgers." There we go. That's yeah. what you did. And and I think and and what was the real eye opening experience? And this is pretty recent for me. Like in the last five years, yeah. we're um really tight with Chris Paul, the basketball player on the Clippers. Yeah. And we're at lunch with him one day, and he goes, the first thing I did when I was a rookie was get a chef. And I'm like, why? He's like, when do, when, do you ever get like the itis where your stomach hurts, you feel sleepy? And he's like, anytime you feel like that, that means you're doing something wrong. Right. You're eating something wrong. And I was like, really? And I was like, I feel like that three it's times so a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's, you wake up some days, and you're like, I'm a little foggy-headed, and my stomach's a little this, and all that. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, because shit's out of Exactly. Garbage so, in, garbage out. And then that was like, oh my God, I can't eat like this anymore. And so like overnight, my girl starts, I, I'm like the, I'm not the old man with the Tupperware at lunch. Like I can't eat out during the, during the day. Cause I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel sick. My, everything's organic. I'm like the prototypical, like you make fun of in LA. Yeah. But I love but like, that's, that's like, what, that's, you're going to bully me because I want to eat healthy and yeah. feel good. Yeah. And, Wait, but what? I feel great. And I, I work a lot and I don't sleep a lot. So, you know, I need my energy level. So how I feel impacts my entire life and like the diet. And I've, I've pushed this on so many people, especially our, like, I'm like, no, you guys can't eat like this. You guys need to put the cheese pizza down. And I'm a pizza. My dream is to be a pizza photographer. So like, I, I was going to say, my dream is to be a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like, ended it there and be like, yes, yeah. amen to yeah. that. Put that like, on the shirt. Yeah. Like my dream is to be like a, like I would love to like sell my business one day, hop on a that and just take pictures of pizzas all over the world. But I know that that shit hurts my stomach. Weigh you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just I think to me, to the biggest opportunity is still in food. I love that. All right, let's do one more question since we're giving in-depth answers. What do we got? Um, this is from Flying Queso. What recommendation would you give to someone who is in their late twenties and fashion challenged, other than dick, uh, ditch the black screen tees? Uh, b- black is actually not a bad idea. Maybe have them blank. That's not a bad idea. You, if you take the screen off your shirt and you wear black, you're instantly chic. Oh yeah, yeah. So just basically do as Steve Jobs did. Yeah, you're you're black like wow, that guy, blue jeans. Yeah, you, if you do a black t-shirt with black pants and and like a black and white pair of chucks, which shouldn't cost you the whole outfit more than forty dollars. Yeah. People will think you're a hipster and you're cool and like instantly like so just murder yourself out. Yeah, I mean basically, like go that's the safest thing. And like you know, if you're a bigger guy, it's slimming on you. That's true. So yeah. black to me is the way to like, you know, if you can't afford the five four club and get styled up every month, if you wear all black, people even the way girls will look at you like, wow, he's kind of edgy. I was like, like D, that's that was the like what do I do? I'm a late twenties something and I wanna improve my look. That was your chance to just be like five four club dot com. I know, but all like, spelled out. That's all you had to I say. I didn't want him to spend the money if he didn't need to. All black always works. All right, that's safe good. It. But if they want to go outside of that comfort zone, you yeah. guys will do that safely. Yeah, if them. you want if you want to take the take the risk and really stand out and look great, mm-hmm. then obviously five four club is the way to go. But like I just think a cheat way is always like when I wear i just wear all black all black it's safe yeah you're good yeah you're good to go yeah is there a thing like can people say like do you ask them like what's your body type are you pear are you hourglass are you sack of sand and mountain dew 
Do you have something for different body types? So we are getting to that technology where we're we're uh, taking You'll into customize based off that. Yeah, but yeah. but generally speaking, our stuff is full cut American fit. So you know, we go to size three XL, uh, size forty four denim. Oh, sorry guys, only three so, X. Yeah, so you know you more than likely should be able to fit into our products. Like there's defensive linemen in the NFL that only wear five, four. So right. like if they can wear it and they're the biggest people on, right. the, on earth. Right. <laughs> so I think you'll be fine. Well, uh, D I thank you so much for sure. taking the time, man. I know you've got an empire to run and plates to spin, but I appreciate it again. You've been very kind over the years and any ounce of support that I, or we as an operation can give, we're more than happy to. Thank so, you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, five, four club.com. All spelled out. That's the site people should go to. Yep. They can sign on up. Use the promo code the attack. Get a free pair of aviators. Fifteen bucks off the first month. If they don't like it, cancel. Yep. And you guys are gonna like put them on hold for forty five minutes trying to cancel. They can do it easy. Yeah, we'll make it easy. You can hit me up on like Twitter. Comcast, if, right? You can personally hit me up and tell me what your problem is, and I will try to solve it. You want to cancel? You want me to tell you to fuck off? It's at D Murthy. You can if you I love sign up. How many up. times you've invited people to tell you to fuck off? Like, I don't, I'm tired of paying a dominatrix to put cigarettes out yeah. on my chest. Come on, tell me I'm dirty and I'm it, a naughty boy. My goal is to make a business that people love, and if you don't like it, I need to know why. So please tell me. I love it. Man. I'm telling you, the, the number of people that have signed up for it have always come back with a dude. Clothes are great. They're high quality. They're sending me good shit. I can't believe the value. I don't have to go to the store. That awesome. was always the review. Always. Awesome. So thank, thank you. you. Uh, and then again, reconsider giving me a percentage of it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, let's, do we give away some codes, Alex? Do that? I could let D go or we could do it right now. We can do it right now. Yeah. We can do it right now? We, roll. we just need to get their email addresses, the three people you pick. You got it. Well, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to make it subscribers only. If you want a chance to win a three-month free subscription to the 5-4 Club right now, if you're a subscriber on Twitch, go ahead. You're going to put in a code word, Alex? Oh, no, I'm just rolling. Wait oh, just until a roll. sub comes up. Okay, we're rolling the dice, and if a sub... Well, the, the room is in subs-only mode now. People are trying to guess what the uh, the code is, but that's fine. You're just going to roll for subs? Yeah, I already got it. Okay, we're going to pick three winners, uh, three random subscribers from the Twitch stream right now to win. If you want a chance to win one and you're listening to this on iTunes, patreon.com slash the attack. We'll give out codes to back, uh, people who back us on Patreon. And if you don't win... Use the promo code, the attack, save yeah. the 15 bucks, get the fucking aviators, get in on this, yeah. get on it, right? Yeah, at the very least sign up and cancel, get the aviators. This is what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I literally, I sat on my sunglasses like a week ago, the same week I fucking fractured my finger and went to yeah. the ER for weed poisoning. Jeez. Great week for me. Yeah. So at least I've got some aviators, I'm keeping these, I hope you know that. <laughs> yeah, please. All right, so let's go. Who, who won what, Alex? Microphone hotness. So we have Scared Senseless won something. Scared Senseless just got three free months to the 5-4 club. Congrats to you, Scared Senseless. Who else, Alex? Nice. Uh, Phaser 007. Boom, Phaser 007. Get that ish. Wear it. Pop those collars. Get all the pussy. And Temp Tempest. Oh, Tempest. Hey, Tempest. Thanks for the sub. You just got three free months of 5-4 clothing if you're a subscriber and you didn't, didn't get it. Go use the promo code The Attack. Over at 54clothing.com. Yeah, send you us all a picture once you get the clothes. For subscribing. Yeah, that's what they that's the least they can do, right? Yeah. Tweet to me and to you at D Murphy yeah. on the Twitter sphere. And again, if you're listening to this non-live, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Get on the fucking schedule. Listen to this shit live. <laughs> uh, patreon.com slash the attack. That's where you can support this operation. Get those clothings. Uh, again, 54clothing.com, all spelled out. Promo code is the attack. And uh, if you want D Murphy on Twitter, that's where you're hanging out, right? Yep. Fucking congrats, man. Thank you for you thanks for thanks for doing the hustle authentically and uh and morally it's rare these days man yeah it's hard it's fucking rare but it's you're hard doing and it. painful 
Well, if not, we'll just we'll just ride Drama's coattails. Yeah, yeah. Days, right. He seems uh, if, to have figured if it I, out. If I could reincarnate myself, reincarnate myself would be Drama. Right. Yeah. But it, that's that's the takeaway for yeah. everything. <laughs> Thank you for sitting down. Thank you yep. all for tuning in. If you're watching live, we're going to be uh, doing a Let's Play in about 15 minutes. We got Battlefront EA's latest. We got beta codes for that. We're giving them out. We're playing uh, Kisses, Hugs, and Belly Rubs. Good night, everyone. <laughs>